You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, we're back with another episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Big week for the Rangers as they hired Gerard Gallant to be their head coach for hopefully the next four years. So we're super excited to see him in action next season. This means a lot for the kids going forward. We know this was the guy that that we wanted as the fans of the Rangers that follow pretty much every single game. We wanted this guy if it wasn't going to be Brendan Moore. So I can't wait to see how he's going to affect Kako, Lafreniere, and company next season. What do you think, Kyriakos? I'm just surprised they did it so early, to be honest with you. Yeah. I thought they were going to wait a little longer. But I think he was the right guy for the job. I think they wanted to go with someone with experience, and he's definitely that. It's I'm just like kind of eager to see, I guess, what he does with the kids, like you said. I mean, everyone was kind of saying that going into it, Going into the signing Quinn, everyone was like, oh, he's a development coach. He's going to be really, really good for our younger guys. And I don't know, like, after talking to some people, like, Sad Boy Steven brought it up, I think. Um, like, and you kind of think about it, like, who really wrote that narrative through? <laughs> like, because I don't really think he's <laughs> a, a, a development coach, like, at all. Like, he, he explained it well. It's like, he was he was getting the best prospects of hockey there at, at BU. You know what I mean? Like he didn't need to kind of, I mean, yeah, in a way he needed to groom them for the professional game, right? But I mean, he was getting pretty much polished players, so he didn't really need to do much with them, and they won championships easily because they just had the best recruiting. You know what I mean? So I think that he was definitely a win now coach, and you could definitely tell throughout his tenure with the Rangers, like putting Blackwell over over kids like Lafreniere and Kako and stuff, just little moves like that and shifting the lines to see who works well together, who's, who's, who's riding the hot hand. Um, and I kind of hope Gallant steers away from that a little bit. I mean, I definitely think that he's going to be of the mindset of let's win now because it's, it's made clear um, with all the moves that the Rangers made that we want to win now. Right. So there's definitely going to be an element of, of win now, but I think that, he needs to be a little smarter with what he does with the younger players. And I'm eager to see what he does, to be honest with you. Yeah, I totally agree. He's been described as, you know, a player's coach, but in an interview, he's also said that he could be a hard ass. Like he wants the players to earn their minutes. And he says he's not afraid to, you know, take away from like players. Uh, if they're not performing well, he'll, he'll demote them he'll put him on a lower line. So like, let's say Kreider's no streaky as he always is. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up on the third line in Lafreniere and Kako or up in the top six, wouldn't be surprised at all. But the thing about him that appeals to me the most is that Gallant is a player's coach. 
And that is what I want to see. I, I don't want to see Lafreniere dumping and chasing anymore. Although, although we have talked about it in the past about, you know, it's good that they could be complete players that they could play in any situation. But I'm excited. I think, that, I think that's over now, though. You think that's like, over? Okay. All right. Like, I, th- I think, yeah, like your first first year, fine. Like, get it out of you. Like, let them let them get that well-rounded kind of game. But now I think it's just, like, let them do what they do. You know what I mean? I think I think uh, Gallant can develop Kako into a Mark Stone, somewhat like him. Honestly, Dude, if if he if he gets if if, if close, Kako in his second year was in conversation for Selkie Trophy, then just imagine where he could be for the rest of his career. You yeah, know what I mean? Crazy. Like, uh, Barkov won the Selkie, but you know Kako had apparently he was analytically a very good defensive forward. I don't follow analytics. I've said that time and time again. I don't understand it. That's that's the big thing for me. <laughs> but if they say he was analytically one of the best, then okay, fine. He's analytically one of the best, and I'll use that in my argument. And it's crazy how he came from, like, just being completely the opposite, you know? Like, his first year, he was probably – not probably. He was statistically, analytically. Like, any way you look at it, he was the worst forward in the NHL. Like without a doubt, like you look, yeah. you look at you look at the, the analytics, especially. It's like it was really bad. So to, for him to turn it around and be in that conversation this past year is actually insane. Yeah, so it was a big stepping stone for him. Even though he didn't put up as many points, he didn't put up that many points. But I think next year might be the year he could break out. However, he is still very young, and we have to see. You have to see how how well he could, you know, you know, like turn it up to the next level. It's very rare to see a young kid, uh, you know, take it to the next level, especially in the NHL. Like guys like Kaprizov are older, like 24, 25 years old. Right. Apparently, I heard I heard Statboy Steven like throw a proposal trade for Kaprizov because there was like a tweet for you know that they that just contract negotiations for him in the wild they're like stalling or something and he said Butch never should have first for Kaprizov I'm like what <laughs> they can't trade Kaprizov why would they do that yeah they I don't think there's a world where they ever even like look at a trade for him but <laughs> that, that would be insane um he's I think that that like you said the contract talk is probably stalling a little bit I, I think that's just because of the type of player that he is maybe <laughs> like he seems like a like a just like superstar player like dude I, I, I I'm owed what I'm owed you know what I mean give it to me or don't <laughs> so. yeah and we saw that in that that uh Marcus Felino's his interview with um with Spit and Chicklets he was saying like you know you know why am I playing with these crappy players or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> And it's a it's a it's a funny personality, but I think I think he's definitely one of those guys. So um, I think I think he'll sign. No, I don't see any problem. Like with the, I don't see the Wild not wanting to give him what he wants. So, um, but that, that's that's crazy world to think about. <laughs> yeah, Kaprizov getting traded. Hey, if you know Wayne Gretzky was traded, anybody could get traded. Yeah, no, no, you're completely true. Give us McDavid for Hayek. <laughs> all right maybe that trade won't happen <laughs> yeah I mean, that trade won't happen but 
In other news, speaking of trades, Jack Eichel's trade value. This is like, you know, this is a thing that we do every week now. It's just, just like talk Eichel, about Eichel, Eichel, Eichel segment. Watch. <laughs> what was it? Eichel what? <laughs> yeah, Eichel watch. You said it. <laughs> Eichel watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that. So Eichel watch. <laughs> His value is going down in the beginning. It was four premium assets, four first round players to now it's like Zegris, a lower tier prospect and a second round pick. That's what Stapley Steven tweeted, which is crazy. So now it's going to be like, okay, Kravtsov, a second from next year. And how about, I don't know, Matthew Robertson? Yeah, I mean. I have a problem with that trade, man. Yeah, I mean, we've been we've been talking about it for so long. I think that it's literally like, like they're not getting anything more. And like they can try their best, but like. I mean, they're just going to go for the best package and whoever offers them the best. But I don't think we're going to offer them anything more than than we think we can afford. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, no matter where they trade him, they're definitely going to get fleeced. Like, there's 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 no way they don't. And you look at the history of star players being traded, literally in any like sport, in basketball, in hockey, in baseball, like the team that's training the superstar literally always loses. <laughs> like it, there's, there's never a world where they get the assets in return that they deserve. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think it's even, even more pronounced in this case with, with the amount of issues going around with Eichel. But I think there's definitely, I don't know, for some reason, like recently I've been seeing a lot of Ranger fans like against the Eichel trade. I don't know if you've seen that trend too, but I mean, there's definitely some valid concerns that they have, right? Like, like a $10 million cap hit for the next like seven years is not like the most ideal thing to have on your, on your, on your card. And especially with guys like Kreider who are making upwards of six or seven and, and Truba in there too with eight and then also Panarin with 11. Like it, it goes to question, like if you can kind of wiggle in, room for guys like Shesterkin who need a sign, uh, Lafreniere and Kako a couple years down the line. Um, but I think that the Rangers are definitely taking that into consideration when wanting to make this move. So, I mean, if they can make the move with, with keeping the assets or, or able to wiggle it in, like, I'm not against it, obviously, but there's definitely some concerns, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand, yeah. And the big thing... Forever Blue Shirts keep saying that the Rangers' interest is cooled significantly because they're concerned about his injury. They think it's a pretty big deal. Uh, the surgery he needs to get, it's never been done on the player before. So we'll have to see, you know, if the Rangers are still think it's worth it, we would think it's worth it to, to give up fewer assets to get a guy like that, you know? I think he's going to be fine. You think he's going to be fine, Right. So, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know exactly what it is. I think he just has like a herniated disc in his neck, right? I, I mean, think- I, yeah. I mean, like usually they don't even do surgery on things like that. So I'm just thinking they're doing it because he's an NHL player. You know what I mean? And he has the means to be able to do something like that. But like actually, like I've heard a lot of like. I don't I obviously don't know his case specifically, you know, and I don't even know if it, it is a herniated disc, <laughs> but in a lot of cases they do herniated disc surgery that doesn't really kind of amount to anything, you know? Um, 
unless they actually physically take it out and put in uh, an artificial one, which would probably solve a lot more problems. But most of the kind of, what's the word? Um, just like, like surgeries to kind of help out the situation don't really work too well. So I don't know what they have in mind, obviously, but um, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, I mean, it would definitely make you hesitant if you're trading away prospects and stuff like this for an all-star player that's not going to pan out. Like, that would kind of suck, you know what I mean? Yeah, especially. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> right. And we saw what we saw it with, with uh, the Sabres, too, with Skinner. I mean, they didn't trade yeah. much for, for him. They, got, they didn't even have to give up a first rounder for him. It was like a second, a third, and a prospect or something like that. Right. First year, 40-goal season signs a big contract and then he's tanked ever since yeah i mean that's yeah, kind of their fault dollars for like the next six or seven years or something like that yeah i mean i i think also i think eichel's a higher caliber too so oh yeah he's a tier up for sure yeah um but like i mean they should have signed him to a smaller deal i guess maybe like a, a shorter like two three year deal see how he does but like i guess he earned it at that point right in his career yeah, yeah, Skinner was pretty pretty consistent actually. Like 60, 60 points, like 50, 60 hovering around that range. I'd I mean, say. I don't I don't think it's it's him though. I think it's his team. Like I really don't think I think it's that, his team too as well. I don't think that any sort of I mean I mean I can't obviously like these things I I can't really say cuz I don't know. But like I don't think his skill level went down his his, his motivation went down. Like it's definitely who he has around him and the environment he's in that it makes him not put up points, you know. I'd say his motivation went down. Okay, okay, right. okay. I, I, I said uh, that was the one thing I shouldn't have said. Right? Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. I'd say yeah, but I'd say his motivation's gone down just because he's on the the crappy team. And you know, if you get he he was doing most of his damage playing with Eichel, and then the next year they decide to take him off the line for whatever reason, and then he he sucks. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I mean, the one player that's NHL caliber on that team, <laughs> the right. one forward. <laughs> that's like splitting up Strom and Panarin. Like, why would you do that? You know Strom's good. And he, Come on. You know, you know their bread and butter. <laughs> bread and butter. Yeah, I've been trying to say this for since the first season, like, of Panarin's contract with the Rangers. If he's bread, Strom's got to be butter. <laughs> and then it's he, true, bro. He, they complement him with the poster on the on – the, on the yeah. or knife <laughs> or some butter. jelly <laughs> or gel yeah there you go who's it gonna be is it gonna be lafreniere is it gonna be kako who maybe craft off i don't know maybe we have to see <laughs> that's a lettuce that guy his hair. Lettuce. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um we'll shift into some playoff talk now so last night we're recording this Saturday morning. Last night's a Friday night. Marc-Andre Fleury shit the bed and made a costly gaffe after after being up like 2-1 with like two minutes left in the game, as he always does for whatever reason in the playoffs. Gives the puck to Josh Anderson, who buries the puck into an open net to tie the game. Then in overtime, Anderson plays the puck with a high stick pretty much. And goes in and scores the game winner on on Flurry, and the Canadians win two to two, three to two, and go up in the series on this the Knights 
two to one. And oh my God, if they win this series, I'm done. I'm that, not- was, that was a slick goal though, the last one. Oh yeah, it was a little two on one. That was that was slick. I wasn't expecting that one. But <laughs> dude, I it's so funny. I said it last week. It's like <laughs> like Montreal gets into another series with a top contender and we count them out. <laughs> and you got to learn that you can't do that. But I'm going to count them out right now again. <laughs> right, exactly. I think I think that Vegas is going to take it. <laughs> if they if they win this, if Montreal wins this, I'm never going to underestimate them again. I'll never do it. I mean, I, I feel like they already earned that from me, you know. They yeah. They they've like always done this. Though. Like if you go back to 2010, they beat the Washington Capitals, the President's Trophy winning Washington Capitals. I think they were down three one in that series too. Well, yeah the the Kings did that too when they won their cup. Yeah, they were down three zero. They were down three so zero. The, the Canadians were down were uh, playing the President's Trophy winners that season in 2010. They beat them in seven. Then they played the Penguins, who won the Stanley Cup the year prior, and then they beat them, but then they lost to the Flyers in the third round. Yeah. Then in 2014, against the Rangers, they played they played the Bruins, who won the President's Trophy in the second round, and they won and beat them there. This year, they beat the Maple Leafs, who were expected to win it all, and they had a 3-1 uh, season or series lead. Then they beat – who they beat in this – the Jets. They beat the Jets in, in four games, and they swept them. Now they're up two one on the Golden Knights. Oh man, that's gonna, this is gonna be crazy. And now they're without their head coach because uh, Dominique Ducharme is uh, on COVID protocol. So, do you think they take out Flurry next game and put in Lehner? Yeah, and it might Pierre Maguire I mean, apparently jinxed uh, Flurry. So you know, I mean, want, you look at they want to reset the voodoo then uh, I would put Laner in. <laughs> I mean, if you look at Laner's past performance, though, <laughs> his last game he played against the Avalanche, he gave up seven goals. Ooh. Or, or, I mean, they lost 7 nothing, I think, or 7-1. But I don't know if he gave him up all. But he definitely started that game. So, I don't know. Like, he's definitely a good goalie. But, like, do you make that risk and go down 3-1? Like, I don't know. Hmm. Or not make that risk and go down three one. Like it's a it's it's tough yeah. situation though. I don't know. I think Pete DeBoer will probably figure it out. I'd I'd say <laughs> you're you're like I don't want to deal with this situation, so I'm just gonna leave it up to him. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it up to him. Honestly, <laughs> he'll probably choke it anyways because that's what he does. Dude, yeah, he chokes with the Devils, and he's done it with the Golden Knights. I think he has. Pretty sure he has. I, I don't know. I really want to see them win the cup because I think that I, too. I think that they're the only team that can that can beat the Lightning, and I really don't want the Lightning to win. I really, really I, don't want the Lightning. Yeah, I don't want them to win again, man. Like, uh, like they're just like I, I'm all for like <laughs> nightmare matchup: the Islanders and the Lightning. Like, I gotta watch McDonough play against the team I hate the most. Like, <laughs> bad on both ends. It's funny, McDonough. McDonough looks, I don't know, he looks much different than he did on the Rangers. Like he, he looks like a much different player, to be honest with you. Yeah, he's not the best defenseman on the team. 
but he honestly like he kind of is though <laughs> like at the same time like he doesn't like they better than Hedman no okay no but like he plays like top line minutes bro like they, like they don't like he plays out there against the best players did they pair him with Sergachev? I think so yeah and who's paired with Hedman I'm not sure maybe like definitely not that Rudda guy yeah, uh, Jan um, Ruda, whatever. Ruda, whatever. Um, so they have, I forget who else they have. Yeah, yeah. but Sergachev plays with McDonough, I would say. <laughs> Just whatever happens, please don't let the Islanders uh, advance to the next round. To the- I want to see them win a couple games, like make it to seven. Uh, you're no? there, man. No, I don't want them in this series. That's fair. the only team in blue and orange that I want to see win this year. Is the, the one flushing, yeah. The Met, yeah, not the ones the in my guys. backyard the one on Long Island. No, 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 <laughs> not those guys. Mets, I can't. How are they doing? Um, they're doing pretty well. I think the last two, the last two games, they've been shut out. Uh, oh, they got screwed last night. They got screwed last night, yeah. Uh, umpire fucked it up. I mean, screwed it up. Sorry, can't say that on air. I'm good. Um, <laughs> The umpire, yeah, the umpire screwed it up, and I'd say I'd say that they made the Mets manager made a bad coaching decision uh, last night, putting in like the closer in the ninth and a tie game. You don't do that. That's like just against the it's like against the book of baseball or whatever they call right. it, right? It's not you know traditionally you don't throw out the guy that finishes the game for you if you're on the road in a tie game. You got to save him for when you have the lead, right? Okay. Right. So, yeah, they, they, they've been doing well. They're in first place. Hopefully they could keep going. Oh, uh, damn. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. How are the Yankees doing then? Crap. The Yankees, um, not too sure. Actually, I, I, I honestly don't care. I don't hate the Yankees, but I don't follow them as much. I'm just looking up the Yankee standings right there. They are 36 and 33. They're six games back of first place. Oh my goodness. The Tampa Bay Rays are killing it. 43 and 28. My wow. God. Wow. The Red Sox are 42 and 28. Hmm. Cool. Awesome. All right. All right. Jeez. All right. Yeah. For uh, that's a, that's a lot of baseball talk for us, I guess. <laughs> we've, we've had, we've had more. We've had, we've had more. Yeah, I, I've I've made comparisons to to Grom, who's going to probably going to win the MVP in my in my opinion. That's hype. Yeah, he he's a good pitcher, and like in for baseball, the Mets league they're in, the National League pitchers, yeah. and in the American League, which is where the Yankees are, they don't hit. They have a a, a position called a designated hitter that just okay. play the field and just hits. Right, so the Mets, the Grom has driven in more runs than he's given up this year. More that's runs, yeah. That doesn't happen at all. As a pitcher, too. That's, that's as like... a pitcher, yeah. Like as a pitcher, when you come up, it's like an automatic out. Right. But him, he's like swinging the swinging the bat like like crazy. He's on fire. Wait, His that's average insane. is really high, like four four sixty something, which is crazy. I think I saw a stat. It was like, if if what's his name, Garrett Cole throws a six game no hitter, his ERA is still worse than Degrom's. So six games of no hitters. Yeah. 
Yeah, Degrom's ERA is like, you know, when you your your grade in a class is so high, like you keep getting A's, <laughs> and, you know, a ninety five drops your grade, right? <laughs> or like a hundred doesn't even improve your grade anymore, right? That's where he's at right now. That's so awesome. That's like because his his earned run average is below one. It's at like. 0.5 something that's crazy and it's the lowest in like in like the first nine or ten starts in history which that's is insane I, I can't believe like free to watch a guy pitch it's like it every time he goes out there it's like you're you're witnessing history the only problem is he's been dealing with some injuries so last last game he started he pitched three innings and it he was perfect through like he didn't give up a hit he struck out like maybe eight or nine batters in three innings, but they pulled him from the game because he got, he had an injury, mm. but he drove in two runs. And the third, the, the second run he drove in ended up being the game winning run, which wow. is nuts. Yeah. Did he, did he, so when they take a pitcher out like that, is he able to hit still or no? No, like he no. has to be if out. They take him out of the game. He's done. Okay. Yeah. Got you. If he hands the ball to the manager. He's done. Okay. So also if, if you take him out, you can't put him back in, right? Yeah, no, you can't put him back okay. in. Okay, because that's that's like a rule with soccer, too. Like, if you sub someone out, like, you can't sub them back in. But in hockey, like, you change your goalie, you could change him back. Yeah, yeah, you could change which is, him. Which is, pretty, which is pretty crazy. It's, um, like the, it's like the shootout, like the NHL rule shootout. Like, once your player goes, that's it, they're done. Unless, unless you go through everyone. Oh, unless you go, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think that happens in baseball. I don't think you could do that. <laughs> like you run through all your pitchers. And you're run like, through all your pitchers. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of soccer, what is it? The UEFA Championships going on right now, right? So it, it's they're doing they're doing uh, the uh, the Euro the Euros, and then they're doing Copa America. So it's like. It's a tournament to see who's the best team in Europe and who's the best team in in uh, South America or well the Americas. Gotcha. I I was watching it the other day at the V three and Italy was on and they look they look pretty good. I don't okay, watch yeah. soccer. So they're, but... Yeah, they're they're in the Euros. They they honestly have been playing really well. I mean, everyone thought that they were gonna do well, but they've been exceeding expectations. Like they... they've been playing really well. They're they're definitely contenders as as of now. I remember, like in the past couple World Cups, they were weren't as good as when they won the World Cup in two thousand six. Yeah, does that make sense? Um, they were they're always like they're always like a good team, but they're never good enough to win. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, okay. but but this year, like they were supposed to be that again, but they're just playing a little bit better than than what people expect, which is pretty good to see. I think uh, they're an exciting team, bro. Nice. All right. Yeah. So maybe I got to watch some more soccer and educate myself. <laughs> maybe you got to watch some more baseball. I <laughs> yeah. You for you, I just watched Degrom starts. I'll, I I could like text you and tell you. All right. Yeah. Word. Today's Degrom day. This, all right. Word. When when Matt Harvey used to be on the Mets, that was the thing. It was just like, all right, yeah, today's Harvey day, and you know, you'd whip out. They called Matt Harvey the Dark Knight, and he was a big Rangers fan too, and um. I'd whip out like the Batman hat and stuff, his jersey or whatever. Like, awesome. Harvey Day. All right, word. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll hop on for some of the Grom days. Watch, watch the Grom. It's like history. Every time, you never know what he's gonna what he's gonna do. He could strike out ten in a row. He could, he could, you know, go a, 
another another game without giving up a run. He's at like twenty something scoreless innings. Watch like the next start he had hyping <laughs> him up so much. He up, like three runs. Or I was just gonna say that. <laughs> and three runs is still like, good. <laughs> still good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's that's still good. You're keeping your. It's like the goalie in hockey. You if you give up three goals, like you're still keeping your team in it somewhat. You know. Yeah, I mean, depends on the game, but yeah, your team yeah. gets you some offense. That's the thing. Three goals is 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 um is a lot, but not the end of the world. Four is kind of pushing it. You got to be right. you got to be shooting. You got to be in like a shootout, pretty much. Right. All right. I think that's all I have to add from hockey, baseball, soccer. You name <laughs> it. I don't know anything about basketball. <laughs> I'm not going to comment on basketball. I know the Knicks got eliminated. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to follow basketball a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not too fond of like their playoffs just because like here in New York, like basketball is so popular that like it's, that's what everyone's talking about. Meanwhile, there's such a better sport, like be happening at the same time that nobody's watching. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it just like annoys me a little bit. So Hopefully. I don't want, I don't want to give them the credit of me talking about it. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Uh, hopefully ESPN, you know, publicizes hockey when they get it next year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna, bro. Like, who knows? I mean, if they show it on Sports Center, isn't as big as it used to be. So I don't know how many people watch that. The ratings are probably dipped. If I'm, if I'm guessing, Sports Center used to be the thing back when I was in like middle school or like elementary school. Yeah, it was. Yeah. All right, that's it for me. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay.